0: Welcome to the Authentic You podcast. I'm Gemma Sandwell, intuitive coach, TEDx speaker, and energy healer, and I'm here to help you connect to your authentic best self so you can flourish in life and business and live your purpose every day. I bring you a combination of personal development tools, neuroscience, energy tips, and expert speakers to help you be authentically you. today's episode I want to talk about why we don't listen to ourselves and when we are not authentic so you'll hear me talking a lot about listening to our body following what's authentic to us following our authentic yes and no's and this is very much um, the way that I coach the way that I work with my clients to help them get in touch with their authentic selves and to get in touch with their truth and how they can use their sensitive superpowers for good. However, I am human and I don't always get it right. And I have had some situations recently where um, I have had some issues around listening to myself and not being authentic. And I thought it was really good to share these um, so that we can explore and have a bit of a conversation around the other side of the scale and talk about actually what gets in the way of us listening to ourselves what gets in the way of us not being authentic, and why this is. Um, And I hope that by sharing this and by opening this conversation as well as sharing my experiences, um, I can then further deepen these conversations about connecting to our authentic selves and ultimately help more people. So why don't we listen to ourselves? And um, when I sat down to think about why this was. I came up with um, a list of reasons which I wanted to just explore and start a conversation about. Um, I'm sure some of these might resonate with you, you might have some of your own and I'll talk a little bit about the experiences that I've had with these as well. So in no particular order, the first thing on my list is when we're not fully taking care of ourselves. For example, when we haven't slept. So I had a situation at a wedding recently where I... It wasn't that I didn't listen to myself, but I, re- I almost hadn't given myself the opportunity or the, the freedom to following through on listening to myself. And one of the reasons I believe this to be is because I had not slept for a few nights. There'd been various things going on. The weather had been really hot over here in the UK for quite a few weeks, actually. Um, And noisy neighbors, (laughs) things like that. Lots of things had been going on. Um, So I wasn't actually fully taking care of myself on a basic well-being level, when I actually went to that wedding. So um, I appreciate it can be difficult with, you know, with social events like weddings, where you do have to RSVP in advance. So I'd RSVP'd in advance because my body had said a hell yes to going to this wedding. Um, and what actually happened on the day was I hadn't listened to myself Um, when my body said it was too much and when I had to leave um, and one of these reasons was because I believe one of the reasons that was influencing that was because I hadn't slept for a few nights so when we don't take care and I see this play out I've seen this play out with myself I've seen this play out with clients when we don't take care of our basic needs we're not in a place to make logical decisions and how this culminated for me is I ended up feeling really uncomfortable actually at um, some of the things that were happening at the wedding, some of the energy that was happening at the wedding later in the day. Um, Feeling like my energy cup was full is the only way that I can describe it. So, you know, being so highly sensitive, feeling everything. So I felt the wonderful ceremony. I felt the words that were said. I felt the emotions. And then later on, I started to feel everybody's energy once they had consumed substances like drugs and alcohol and um and I believe that when we don't care take care of our needs this is when we can't connect to our logical parts of our brain because our bodies think that we are um our bodies think that we are in danger because we've not slept so therefore we must be in danger um and the um, you know, the more emotional centers in the brain without going too deep into neuroscience, um, the more emotional centers in the brain are at play for us. And our fight or flight mode is more at play for us. So what happened to me in this situation was I felt like I needed to leave um, when I couldn't leave. And I would not created the freedom for myself to make that choice and make that decision um because I wasn't completely independent there. I'd got, you know, I'd gone with other people. Um, I was reliant on other people to take me there as it was far away. Um, I then had an emotional reaction to that situation because I wasn't fully taking care of myself. So I hadn't thought logically about the event in advance and giving myself, um, an escape route. <laughs> I myself a fire escape from the energy. Um, and I couldn't think logically in the moment as well when it when it felt too much for me. So that's number one. We're not fully taking care of ourselves. Um, the next thing on my list is when we don't adult. Okay. Now, what do I mean by this? So what I've experienced both in myself and with my clients is that after a lifetime of people pleasing, and I see this on kind of a spectrum as well. So. We, we, a lot of us start our journeys almost in denial of energy. Okay. So we've been used to, you know, we've always done things like gone to weddings, even if we found them difficult, we've always, you know, gone to social events and we may have had physical health issues in the past as a result of doing this by pushing through our sensitivities. Then we start to awaken to our sensitivities and we start to awaken to being highly sensitive and we start to make new choices and decisions. Now, we are still practicing this muscle of creating these boundaries. So we do need to be kind to ourselves because we're not always going to get it right first time. And where I feel that, where we're at, when we make that decision, whether that is to go to something, not go to something, um, to tune in with our body and to feel the feelings in our body, um, we are in what transactional analysis um theory which which comes into coaching and counselling would describe as adult. So it's adult, it's logical. I'm having this feeling in my body that I now need to do this thing. Okay, so we get the niggle, we're in that logical adult mode, and um we we listen to our body, we're getting the niggle, which we you know, which is miles ahead of where we would have been in the past. Um, and we then need to act on that niggle and various things play out here um and this is why i have put on my list we, we don't adult we actually become a child so when we don't listen to ourselves in this moment so we might listen and we might hear the intuitive nudges we might feel the feelings of being overwhelmed with energy or this could even just be physical tiredness for you um we then need to speak that and we need to express that need usually so we don't exist within a, we don't exist within just ourselves. We exist within an environment with other people. So usually we will then need to speak that need. We will need to, so for example, with this wedding, um, speak that need and tell someone that it's too much for you, that you need to leave or, um, or, you know, as I've done in the, in the past, um. In the past, I've made excuses because that was easier. But, you know, speaking that, that need to someone because we don't exist within a vacuum. OK, now, if we don't speak that need or we feel like we can't speak that need because of how we have been. Um, I mean, I'm sure you and I know logically um, when your logical brain is functioning that actually it doesn't matter. If you speak that need, it doesn't matter what somebody thinks of you. But again, if you're not fully 100% your cup full, um, then those judgments and those people-pleasing thoughts could come back in. I'm going to talk about people-pleasing in, in a moment. So what happens is that we can, if we don't speak that need, we can very easily then go into child mode. And I feel this for a lot of us is where we've been as children because as children we we couldn't always speak our needs our parents were the ones who were in control or our primary caregivers or those around us um and we might have felt a certain way but I know certainly for me in my childhood I had you know I had to go to certain things I had to do certain things um there were certain ways that good girls behaved um And so I can quite easily, if again, if my cup is not completely full, go into this child mode if I then don't speak my needs. And once we go into child mode, it's then really hard to listen to ourselves because in child mode, we're looking for an adult to take control um, and tell us what to do. So this is, this is like the next thing when we don't adult, okay? So, and we can't always help this situation. And usually when we start to feel that fight or flight reaction come in, or there are some traumas and triggers from our childhood that we might need to work through. So if this does happen to you, this is a good thing because it is showing you what you need to work through. So I've gone and spent a significant amount of time working through this and doing the shadow work on this. Um to be able to then come and have this, this conversation and share this with you. The next item on my list is we worry about being an asshole. Now, what do I mean by this? So we've been so used to people pleasing. We've been so used to being in that denial of energy, to having our physical health conditions or whatever that might be that when we start to practice setting boundaries, when we start to practice saying no and standing up for ourselves, we are not used to this opposite end of the energy. We're not used to this this side of the scale. And if, like me, you are super, super sensitive, um, you start to worry and have guilt and you start to think about what everyone else is thinking and this voice comes in and say, "Oh my goodness, am I being an asshole?" So this happened to me at the wedding. Um when I started to feel overwhelmed and enough was enough and I had to leave, um one of the people that I was there with did not want to leave and um told me that I was rude. Um and that they felt rude and um and I started to worry that I was being an asshole. So this part of me came in and went, oh goodness, like maybe I shouldn't have said anything, maybe I shouldn't have set this boundary. Um maybe I am an asshole. So um we can sometimes worry that we're being an asshole and then we don't speak our truth and we don't set a boundary. So this is another way that we don't listen to ourselves. But what I want to say to you on this one is that we if you're having the thought, am I being an asshole? <laughs> the likelihood is that you're not because those who are truly being an asshole wouldn't have even had that thought process. So if you are having that thought process, then it is likely that you are not. And um, this is similar to Coral actually did a, um, a video the other day about energy. And how certain people's energy really drained her, especially when she she's at work. And she had people message her and say, oh, my gosh, I hope it's not me. I've told you all my problems. Um, and she said the same thing. Like, no, if you've had that thought process around maybe it is me, <laughs> it, is, it is not you that is causing the problem because you have that self-awareness. Um, you have that empathy and you have that genuine compassion for others. So if you are thinking, am I being an arsehole? The likelihood is that you are not. And this thought comes in because we're not used to the opposite end of that spectrum. And I'm sure there may be moments where we all, all of us are arseholes. And that is also okay as we start to test out um, that, you know, the, the, that different end of the spectrum. And of course, if you are, like if you genuinely are, then apologize, but just give yourself kindness. Um, you know, think about how you would treat a friend in that scenario. Um, you know, if they were your friend and you loved them and they'd had a moment of a little bit assholeian behaviour, you would still love them and you would still treat them with kindness. So people pleasing. So I know I've touched on this. This is the next thing on my list now. Um, I've gone through different layers with people pleasing, and where I'm at with this now is um so I used to try and please everybody. Um that's where I was in the past. I used to try and please everybody. Um that didn't serve me too well and after a lot of work on myself um and a lot of awareness of energy as well, I stopped doing that. However, there is a little part of me um especially if um if there is a positive outcome shall we say of me connecting with a person um if I feel someone's resistance to me and say they are a friend of a friend um I will sometimes try and break down that wall now this this is where we come into manipulation actually and this is you know this is um as I've talked about before this is the gift of like narcissistic behavior, <laughs> like a little bit of us can be a little bit, we can, you know, mirror those tendencies and we can be a little bit manipulative. And this is where I've seen myself be in the past, almost unable to handle that someone doesn't like me, um, especially if they are a friend of a friend or they're involved in something where I need some input from them and I need something from them, I find it very, very difficult, especially being so sensitive, um, if I feel that they've got resistance to me or they don't like me in some way. And this is where, if I'm not careful, I'll go into this, I must break down this wall, I must create a connection with this person. And that stops me listening to myself um, and it stops me being authentic to me because I know At my authentic core, I know in my truth that if I am just my authentic self, if somebody doesn't like me or they feel a certain way towards me, which is this resistance that I'm feeling or another thing that happens to me, which I think plays out for a lot of us as, as coaches, as healers, is people find me quite triggering. Um, because I work on myself and I take responsibility for working on myself, um, there is something in my energy that can sometimes um, provoke others into looking at themselves and that may trigger others as well. And this is sometimes that resistance that I feel when they realize that I'm an open book and I work on myself constantly. Um, I think that is then felt as a threat. Um, because they don't want to work on themselves they can't uncover their trauma or you know they're not at that stage in their journey and that becomes triggering for them and that creates them to have this resistance and reactions to me Um, and this is where I've this is where I've gone wrong in the past is where I've tried to break through that wall and try to keep that open connection because honesty and transparency Um, and having deep connections is so important to me, Um, I will try and break through that wall and try and please those people. And when that happens, that takes me away from listening to myself and um, being my authentic self. And it also, there's also some beliefs that come in there, which again, going back to number one, when we don't fully take care of ourselves, um, we can come into a little bit of low worthiness. And when someone comes at us so strong with their resistance or their aggression, um, it can be very easy when we're in this place to believe that they are right and that we are wrong. Um, and this is therefore when we don't listen to ourselves or we start to punish ourselves and actually we allow this person to punish us. We allow ourselves to receive their aggression, to receive their resistance and. Um, because we're so wrong and we're so broken that we need to take it on. So that's kind of how our thoughts can our thoughts can kind of dis, disarm us here. So people pleasing is a really big one, especially about trying to break through this wall. And this is something that I've learned not to do. And actually, if I feel resistance, then it is telling me to back away from this person and set a boundary. Not try and push through and get them to like me because that is not that's not what I'm here to do. Um, I think there's a phrase isn't there don't be the light don't be the tug boat be the lighthouse so this is what we're trying to do with these people is we are trying to be the tugboat and trying to tug them into land and say come on you will like me <laughs> but actually when you think about it that really is quite manipulative so we want to be the lighthouse you want to be shining our light anyway and having our, our boundaries and if they're going to come on board they will and if they won't then they won't but we're not being affected in this way. So the next thing on my list is when we haven't given ourselves the freedom to choose. Now, this has been a huge part of my journey. Tuning in with my body, tuning in with my yeses and my noes, And the mistake that I made with going to this wedding is that it was a hell yes when I got the invite and I wanted to go. And the ceremony was lovely and it was a yes in my body. But it reached a point and... This is, you know, this is something that I've spent a long time trying to heal, trying to fix, thinking that I was broken because I couldn't cope more than around four to five hours at a really busy social event. And I've come to realise that I need to have acceptance for this. So, yes, I can manage my emotions. I can regulate my emotions, um. I can take you know take time away and breathe and use all of those techniques and things but there is a level of acceptance that I am so sensitive that I do need to um give myself the freedom to leave an event for example so what happened at this wedding was um it was a hell yes for me to go and because I had been not sleeping for a few nights I spoke this up as a boundary as well and I said to the people that I was going with um as long as we can leave early this is still a yes for me and may you know maybe you might have the opinion that maybe I you know maybe I then created that drama to happen um however I do feel that the energy started to shift and change and um and in particular, in the evening, when there were substances being consumed, including alcohol, um, this is when things started to shift and change for me. So giving ourselves an out, giving ourselves the freedom to choose. And this is where I failed. So I want to share this lesson with you. So this is going to be different for me going forwards, and it has been different for me in the past. um. And I want to share this with you so that you can do the same for you as well. So that when our yeses become noes, we can leave. So this might mean driving to the event yourself in your car so that you can leave when you need to. This might mean... Taking a change of clothes. So that you can go off for a walk. this was another thing. I was wearing a very silly dress and heels. And I couldn't have just gone off for a walk in the countryside. Because this might have just helped to calm me down. And regulate me enough. Um, so giving yourself that freedom. Giving yourself that escape route. Whatever that might be. And as I reflected back on this. This has been apparent for my whole life. Pretty much. Um, so... In particular, what's been quite apparent is there were Hindu's I went to in my 20s where um, I went with other people to to share travel costs. Um, and I felt very trapped when when the energy became too much for me, I couldn't get away. I remember one in particular, I was sharing a townhouse with about 15 women. Um, I was not sleeping. Um, I wasn't going to the toilet. Um, my basic needs weren't being met and, um, and I felt trapped and I couldn't leave. And there's been many situations like this throughout my whole life. But when I've given myself an out, and I've given myself some freedom, um, I don't tend to go into fight or flight mode because I know that there's a way that I can get out if I need to. It's a bit like if there's a fire. Um, you're not worried about the fire if you know that there is a fire exit. It's kind of the, the example that I would give. So give yourself the freedom to choose. And this is something that you can do in advance. This is a boundary you can set in advance. You can speak this to people and to those that you love and people that are going to be at events with you. Um, Or, you know, this might even be boundaries like with your clients. Set these up in advance and say, this is what I need to the best of your knowledge and the best of tuning in with your body ahead of time. This is what I need to enable me to be there for you enable me to be at my best in this scenario. Okay. So speaking those ahead of time, as well as in the moment in a really adult to adult way. And we're probably again, not used to doing this because in the past we wouldn't have spoken these needs and we would have been in people pleasing mode. And then finally, what I want to talk about is drugs and alcohol energy. Now, when I'm talking about drugs, um, I do feel that there is a difference and a distinction between plant medicine and drugs, okay? Um, and I'm not going to go like fully into the details here. Um, I do believe there is a difference and this is just my own, my own experience of felt energy, okay? So this is just my energy data. So when I talk about drugs, I'm not talking about plant medicine because plant medicine is very heart opening and helps us to connect to something deeper um, in many instances. Um, What I'm talking about here is substances um, substances which numb us. Okay, so alcohol and other drugs which numb us. Now. Um, I've had this awareness for some time that, and this is also through my own experience of binge drinking in the past, that these substances, and I have no judgment for anyone that uses them, um, are too numb. Okay, you know, you hear about like, you know, the mums using the glass of wine to get through the week and, you know, it's very much ingrained in our society so I've kind of seen this play out a lot anyway in terms of um these these substances are there to um bring us down in consciousness to numb us to dull us so that we can just get on with things just get on with you know same with same with anti-anxiety medication um which you know is my experience as you know being prescribed this and not taking it well just just take this and just numb yourself down a little bit so you can carry on. OK, this is what the powers that be want want for us just to carry on and, you know, not be conscious, OK, not make these choices, not tune into the energy. So this is what drugs and alcohol has done. And in the past, I would have got very drunk at these weddings to push down and suppress the emotions that I was feeling being around that many people um, in particular, you know, being around being around that energy that was obviously too much um but what i have found is something quite fascinating and i'm not the only one that has felt this coral has felt this too as she has stopped drinking this year is that even when we don't drink we can feel the energy of people who do drink and we wake up in the morning with a hangover still And this for me was quite shocking and again this is just my own personal energy data on this Um, but there's been several times i've been to busy places busy events where there are a lot of people drinking and i felt drunk even though i haven't had a drink and i've woken up with a hangover and i feel that even if i don't drink i'm still taking on the energy of alcohol so, and this, based on my experience, has been, again, a situation where I haven't been able to listen to myself. And what happened at a festival that I went to, um, and at this wedding as well, is that I started to feel everyone's alcohol energy. And I started to also pick up their thoughts. And I was getting some very dark thoughts come in that I knew weren't mine. They were simply energy that I picked up from everyone else. So not only was I picking up on the alcohol and the energy of the alcohol, I was actually picking up on the energy of what was being suppressed as well. And this might be like completely beyond your comprehension right now. And I have no judgment for where you are on the journey. I'm just here to share my experiences of my energy data in the hope that it might help people so the last item on my list is that it is drugs and alcohol energy and um, we don't listen to ourselves and this goes for any energy as well as drugs and alcohol we don't listen to ourselves when we have taken on the energy from everybody else okay um so this goes for all energy when our energy cup is full so with this in mind, I just want to finish the podcast by sharing some things that we can do. So we've gone through why we don't listen to ourselves. Um, so what can we do in this scenario? What can we do differently? And I know I've, I've covered a couple of these off, but I just want to make this um, a little bit more salient for the end of the this podcast. um. To leave you with something useful to to take away. I hope that's given you some useful reflections so far. So taking care of ourselves. Making sure that we get the basics right first. So prioritising our sleep. Prioritising our health. Prioritising our movement. Our exercise. Our eating. So whatever it is that you are doing. Whatever decision that you are making. Always making sure that your physical needs are met first. So that would be my first tip. Physical needs first. Um, if you are depleted, then you may need to say no to some things if they are not going to fill your cup, if they are not going to meet your physical needs, if they are going to take you away from your physical needs. Okay, so number one, physical needs first. Number two, practising your boundaries and speaking your truth so that you're not in that space of worrying about being an asshole. Okay, okay. Speaking your truth and practicing this, practicing this. And if you notice the guilt coming in or you notice the thoughts coming in saying, oh, am I an arsehole? <laughs> Just saying, thank you. I hear you. I hear you. Thank you. I, I hear that part of myself. Um, and what we're going to do is this. OK. Um, giving ourselves freedom to choose. So, again, this has been a big lesson for me. Um, if you are going to, you know, if you are going to, whatever it is that you're doing, give yourself the freedom, give yourself the freedom to leave the events, give yourself the freedom to do what you want with your business, to have choice, to have flexibility, so that you can listen to your body, so that you can work with your monthly cycle, so you can tune in with those physical needs and what's going on in that moment, okay, so whatever it is for you, Giving yourself that freedom to choose in in the moment, okay. So setting that up in advance, and however you need to do that for you. And then the final thing I want to say is mindfulness. So mindfulness always comes up, always underpins everything. Um, mindfulness can help us to tune in, and this is this has been a huge part of my journey with connecting to my needs, connecting to myself. Um, simply asking yourself, what do I need today? Now, we might not always know the answers. I know some days I don't know the answer, but asking the question is enough. Sometimes asking the question is enough that we've stopped. We've taken that mindful pause. As Henny Flynn said in her podcast with me, putting that little slither of cigarette paper or plant leaf in in between stimulus and response and giving us then that choice of how we react of how we take action of what we do next okay so mindfulness can help us to tune into what our needs are what we need to do any niggles that are coming up in that moment whether in our body things are a yes or a no or a yes becomes a no um when those thoughts are coming in and those niggles about are we being an asshole? <laughs> And then finally, doing shadow work. So all of this, if... So there's a difference between um, taking responsibility. I mean, we always want to take responsibility and do shadow work. So if we are being triggered by something and we are having a strong emotional reaction and it is showing us some kind of wounding that is going on for us, then we want to be doing shadow work on it. We want to be looking... Um, why we might be attracting this situation, what is it within us that is causing this, why are we attracting it, why is it desirable to us to have these freakouts, like how are we getting off on that as one of my coaches says. Um, so we do need to do shadow work and what I also want to say is sometimes it is not you okay, Um. sometimes it is just that you need to set a boundary um sometimes it's the people that you are around are just simply not your tribe they're not your soul family and you actually need to step away from them and you need to have boundaries because when we're super super sensitive if we are not in nourishing environments and around nourishing people they can have a huge det- detrimental effect on our health and our lives and our businesses so sometimes it is not you and I saw this. Um, I've seen this like meme a few times, which is like before you start to look at yourself, make sure first that you are not surrounded by assholes. So it might actually be. And I just want to like balance this out here with this conversation. It might actually be that. You're not the one being an arsehole, but somebody else might be being an arsehole. It's obviously quite judgmental to say they're being an arsehole. But the, the point of me saying this is it might simply be a boundary. So if it is not, if it's just a resistance you're feeling and it is not a huge emotional reaction, it is likely that you just need to set a boundary and just to move away from this person, not try and please them. Okay. So I hope that helps. I hope that has helped today with me sharing that experience of when we don't listen to ourselves and when we are not authentic and some things that we can do when these things do occur. So be kind, give yourself the compassion that you would give to a friend, and I'm sending you lots of love. And if you enjoyed this podcast, join me over in the Authentically You course, where I'll take you through my tried and tested methods to connecting to your most authentic self. The course includes positive psychology and happiness tips for you and your business, connecting with your unique superpower strengths, why energy is the missing puzzle piece, how to clear and align your energy, and how to speak your truth, speak on stage, do lives, and get your message out into the world, shining your light even brighter than before. So get in quick, head to the link in this bio and join me to be more authentically you.